That's it. <clears throat> Welcome to Lisa Beats Your Meat, episode 29. 29 episodes. Vente. What's nine in Spanish? Nueve. Vente nueve. On tonight's episode, we're going to talk to you about dairy. Um, there's a committee called the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Oh. It's uh, the committee that Dr. Barnard, he's in all of the vegan documentaries. Uh, it's his website, and it's super informative, and it's an amazing website. And uh, there's an article that we found on there, and it basically summarizes six reasons why dairy is bad for you. So we're going to take their hard work and education and give it to you in our words. Um, but obviously at first, I'm going to run through some food that we've had recently, um, so last night, Jimmy and I went out to eat, um, we got a babysitter and I got a cocktail with, well, what, what was with in something it? that's making me a little H.O. What was it? Absinthe. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Try it one more time. Absinthe. Absent. Absent. Abs- <laughs> like from school? <laughs> I'm abstinent. I don't know. What is it? Absinthe. 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 It's a gross smelling, weird, You strange... really didn't like the smell. No, I don't. It's black don't... licorice. I didn't mind What's it. What's the other booze that's like black licorice? Jaeger. Jaeger, yeah. That's yeah. also like the grossest if you... thing in history. I'm anybody out there, if you take shots of Jaeger, that's, I don't know how you do it. It's disgusting. It's the worst. Um. Anyways, so, um. but at this, we went to... Curio, which is the fancy side of Harvest Pizza. And we got a vegan pizza there. And it was really good. And the pesto at uh, Harvest Pizza is vegan. Yeah, they didn't have a fake cheese, which was kind of nice because it was, fine. it was, yeah, it was, it was more real food. Of, yeah. And the pizza tasted, I don't know. It's, Sometimes the fake cheese on pizza isn't good. Except. 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 What's that? It's a chain. It's like a, the hippie place. Mellow Mushroom. Mellow Mushroom, which you they have. You thought it was cheese. In a lot of places. I almost asked to speak with like a cook and see what it was, and I didn't. Um, but if you have a Mellow Mushroom by you, it's the best freaking cheese yeah. on pizza I've ever had. Yeah, that was really good. Totally off topic. Um, well, vegan pizza, that's a big deal. You know, people love their pizza. So uh, we did that last night, and then I don't know what we ate today. Today's kind of, Oh, I made BLTs. Um, oh. That's a tip. So I found this new way of making vegan um, bacon, kind of. So if you cut your tofu super, super thin, and then you marinate it in, like, I don't know, like liquid smoke and soy sauce and hot sauce and some spices uh, and vinegars, and then you bake it until like you marinate it, like you put it yeah. in like, juice. like a bin with all that juice. Yeah. Um, and then you bake it. I don't know. It took like a half an hour, and the the tofu got like crispy. It was weird. That was tofu. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's is crazy because that's better than the the, the fake, fake bacon tofu or fake bacon. Um, but we had BLTs today, and that was good. And then I had a patty cake cupcake to to wash it all down. Right. Vegans can live a good, delicious life, too. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I'm vegan. You're vegan. Yep. And we don't eat dairy. Well, we yeah. And we've I think early on, it was like episode two or three, we touched on some dairy stuff. That because, episode uh, got me in a ton of trouble. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> well. It's not reference. Afremore. Afremore. Is that a word? I don't know. I was trying to sound but, smart. But, I mean, this will be a lot of this. Well, not a lot of the same things, but. Um, like Lisa was saying, the website, um, the Physicians Committee, has this article. They have a lot of great stuff on there. Um, but we f- found this perfect article that takes um, all the studies that have been done about dairy, or at least you know the, the more significant ones, and puts them together in a nice collection. Um, Plus, they're doctors, you know? Like, yeah, I think they're, that's... They're pretty well-educated. They yeah, know we, what they're we, talking we about. We aren't, so we'll make it... We're very educated, clear. but we're not doctors. We'll make it very clear. Um, One of my students, though, the other day, I was like, like explaining to them something, and they literally, this is like how, like, it's bizarre. They're like, um, like idea of who I am because they were like, "Hey, Miss O, uh, would you ever like consider being a doctor?" I was like, <laughs> um, 
sure, man. You could. Anyone but, can. Yeah, but like that's just they're like, you know what you should do? You should be a doctor. You should be a doctor. Like, we could. This okay. could be Doctor Lisa beats that, your meat. That'd be really funny. So much more credible. Yeah. Um, Lisa jokes about getting in trouble, but um, we try to be careful to make sure people understand where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just two people trying to figure this out like anyone else, and we try to explain it the best way we can. Right. And so there's no better way than not getting in trouble to use someone else's words, <laughs> not your own. <laughs> well, our earlier dairy episodes, um, I had just read Doctor Neil Barnhard's Cheese Trap. If you have not read that. Um, He's one of my favorites because he's very readable. Yeah. Um, some of these, like the China study, they're awesome information, but they're dense and they're technical. thick and very technical. Dr. Barnard is like my hero and uh, his writing is my favorite. He writes, you know, it's it's readable. It's a quick read. It's convincing. You know, who's well backed up. You know, who's my hero in the writing and doctor realm? Yes, I do. It's Dr. Furman. Our next guest. Yeah. He will be the next person on our podcast, and he has a new book called Fast Food Genocide, and uh, we're reading it. Um, we're almost done with it. It's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. I think I know why he's your favorite author, because he's just badass. He's he so cool. He doesn't pull punches. He, he's not worried about saying anything controversial. No. he's he, It's really interesting, and not to get off sidetracked, but his um, one of his earlier books called Super Immunity um, changed everything with how i ate it's it is com- it completely revolutionized how i ate. it went from avoiding foods to trying to get certain foods in my diet every single day and it made eating so much different i can't wait to talk to him yeah i hope he's cool and interesting yeah <laughs> me too um all right so um again dairy obviously is always the i could never give up i could never give up I and mean, we just talked about Love pizza my cheese. yeah there's a, there's a lot of things in the american diet okay that are the di- last one that Sorry. are difficult to you know avoid because They're dairy in is in everything um but one of the main reasons i mean we've talked about it a million times but obviously i'm it, it's not hard to convince somebody that's tried it for Tried I don't know, what? three or four weeks, um, not, not eating cheese, that it'll make you feel better. Okay. Um, but but aside from just how you feel on a day-to-day basis, um, I'm concerned, obviously, with health, especially like long-term, long-term effects. health. And, um, that was on the same... I didn't. We didn't know you were going to say that. We just... We're just... That was so insane. Almost 30 episodes, and we finally figured each other Fi- out. We figured each other out. <laughs> it's like we're married. Yep. Good try. Okay. What color am I going to say? Blue. No. <laughs> Okay. Blue. Um, Okay. So we're just going to go through um, six things that um, are very convincing about dairy. Um, Convincing that you should not consume dairy. Let's do it. Do it. If you don't already eat dairy and you're vegan, hopefully this will be something you can use to have this conversation with somebody. If you do consume dairy, listen carefully and think about, is it worth it? And at the end of this, Lisa, maybe... I'm just making this up, but we'll give you some more great options to help you avoid dairy. She'll beat your milk. No, um, if not, I will, because I'll tell you what will work for me. But anyways, I don't think um, what's I don't. the first thing you hear from somebody when you say you don't drink milk? Um, do you drink soy milk? <laughs> Close. <laughs> we're, we're not. We're not, we're not that. We're not that on sync yet. Um, usually it's the calcium. Well, oh. How do you get calcium? Where do you get your calcium from? Um, your mother. Yeah. Ha! That was a good one. I don't get it. You know, because like I was saying I was like getting with his mom. Okay. So, yeah, the calcium is um, not something that you're only going to get from milk, but people seem to think that. That's I'm sure there was like a study back in the day that was like. You can only get calcium from milk. Yeah, we talked about the uh, checkoff programs and the yeah. the government and the commercials and blah blah blah. Um, it's funny though. One thing you'll never see on milk is, um, like on the carton, it doesn't tell you that it's good for you. Yeah, because it can't. Because it's because it's not. <laughs> There's yeah. no like evidence of that, so they can't actually put that on the carton. Um, but for some reason, Does- those checkoff programs do like the does a body good right but that's just like um so vague, vague. Yeah. yeah oh my god again we're on points yeah <laughs> um i'm just kidding anyways <laughs> does this article um give us any sort of facts about like 
I want to know like how much calcium is in like a glass of milk and how much is in, you know, broccoli well, here. So, or sesame seeds. So calcium is important. Obviously we do need it. So, um, I didn't really know this until I read this, but your bones are constantly remodeling. So they're, they're regenerating, regenerating and regrowing. So they, they need small amounts of calcium from the bones. Um, and then it replaces that with new calcium. So it's constantly taking the calcium okay. and replacing it. Um, through your whole life. So you do need calcium. You <clears throat> definitely need it. Um, so it's essential. Um, but apparently the actual benefits of calcium do not exist after a certain amount, which is 600 milligrams per day. So once you get the 600, if you get 1,200. There's no benefit beyond okay. that, um, which I didn't realize 600 that. milligrams? Yeah. And that's easily achieved without dairy products or what, supplements. What could I get 600 milligrams of dairy? Um, Where can I get 600 milligrams of dairy? Of calcium, you mean? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, obviously, well, soy milk is getting very popular. Yeah. Um, soy milk f- puts it that's in fortified. there. And yeah, I'm that's not, fortified. I don't think f- like fortifying foods. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't think that's like the best way of getting yeah, nutrients. But you're going to get it mostly from vegetables. Okay. Um, so I'll look it up. How much calcium's in broccoli? Well, it's kale, broccoli, um, green vegetables, and beans. We're gonna oh, have your best bet. I get tons of beans. Yeah, we kill that. Um, so, 2005, a review um, published in Pediatrics showed that milk consumption does not improve bone integrity in children. In a more recent study, researchers tracked the diets, physical activity, and stress fracture incidences of adolescent girls for seven years, concluded that dairy products and calcium do not prevent stress factors. And then um, a more popular study that you know comes up in the China study, and it's, uh, it was a huge American study done by Harvard, uh, where they studied 72,000 women who were also nurses for 18 years. 72,000 women for That's 18 years. So this gets referenced for a lot of different studies, but uh, in terms of calcium, it showed no protective effect of increased milk consumption on fracture risk. I've heard this before that so, that calcium the the calcium intake from dairy actually, you know, doesn't help. No, right? there's some studies that show that it actually does the opposite. It's hurting. That we have higher levels of osteoporosis in America, where we have the highest amount of dairy consumption compared to countries that don't. Can I give you some? Some places to get calcium now because I found it on the internet. Yeah, bring it. Um, well, so like a cup of milk is 300 milligrams of calcium. Um, but then, and it's it's in um, obviously all the different dairies. But uh, tofu, four ounces of tofu, it says that it's 252, and that's, that, that's and that's for four ounces. That's not fortified. Like that's just in there. No, that's just in, in there. Soy or whatever. Yeah, D- tofu's not like processed like that. And that, um, in one ounce of sesame seeds, um, which I guess I, I don't know if that's a lot or not. I can't really like imagine right now. But in one ounce, there's two hundred eighty. So two hundred eighty, um, compare is of like. You could have one ounce of something or a cup of dairy, of milk. Of milk, yeah. You know? <laughs> so and so it is in milk, but hopefully we'll convince you that um, obviously there's better ways to get that. So yeah, like the calcium in milk is good for you, but the negatives of milk outweigh the positive impact of calcium. Yeah. Well, this one study shows that women who drink three or more glasses of milk per day, which who the hell does that? But uh, um, I guess older people did. Drink milk. Drink milk all day. I'm um, having a sixty percent increased chance of um, having a hip fracture. Oh, increased wow. chance. Okay. And then three or more glasses of milk also increases mortality risk um, by like ninety percent. But Jeez. again, I don't know anyone who's drinking. My ex husband would we'd like sit down for dinner and he'd be like, "Can I get a glass of milk?" And I, I just, I should have just like ended it right there because I was just like, that's disgusting. I used to do that First when of all, I was like in high school. You're like 28, and that's like that's just gross. Yeah, so disturbing. I don't know. To I see guess, a I grown mean, man like, can I just, get some milk? <laughs> it was a normal thing at one point. No, it was not normal. Oh, I used to make like a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese, and then I'd get so full that I like couldn't finish it but then if i drank like a glass of milk i like 
had more, more room. room. But I, I mean, obviously I didn't, but oh my it helped me get it down. Okay, moving on. So calcium. In yeah, so you're going to get it in mostly uh, your green vegetables and yeah. also beans and sesame Legumes. seeds. Legumes. It's in all of the good plant-based foods. Like it's um, the same list. But guess what? One of the G-bombs. most effective ways to increase bone density is and decrease the risk of osteoporosis. Is it exercising? It is exercising. Oh my God. I'm so good. We're Sorry. on point tonight. Yeah. Um, but And that's been proven over and over by yeah, tons because of studies. I mean, this is my way of thinking about it. If the muscles and tendons and everything else surrounding your bones are in superior condition, that's probably going to like, you know, cushion, not cushion your bones, but your body is just going to be in um, like a better shape to take care of your body. Yeah, and your bones don't grow. So if I'm a 175-pound man mm-hmm. compared to a 300-pound man, those bones are carrying Doing around. the same. Yeah, they're the same bones. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're, they're working less. That bone probably just breaks. And it's just like, fuck you for being so heavy, man. Crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I'll just drink some milk and they'll be stronger. Yeah. Um, But that's not the case. So that's baloney. But I feel like that's the most common misconception. And you're going to hear that from not just, you know, Joe Schmo. That's scientists. A lot of legitimate people think that. And a lot of it goes back to the checkoff programs. goes back to what we were taught. We're taught this from like day one. There's milk posters in our cafeterias. Yeah. Starting in kindergarten and they're still there. Yeah. So I um, before this podcast I was trying to research some pro dairy studies because you know that's good to see the other side of it. And there's this one study um, that gave a lot of like alarming facts and it was like if you don't eat dairy then you're not getting enough calcium. There's no way you can get enough calcium from a plant-based diet and um, children that don't eat dairy are like dying at age 20. No, like There's just like all these crazy facts. And first of all, I mean, I went into reading the, the study pretty biased. So it would say something and I didn't, I, I was just reading like the abstract of the study. So I guess I didn't get to the data portion of it, but I thought they were just saying stuff and not backing it um, with like actual evidence, which kind of like, I didn't enjoy but so I read this this study and then I get down to the end of it and it's like and thanks to our sponsor what made this um experiment or this study possible Dannon I'm like the yogurt <laughs> company I'm like well that doesn't oh, this how, isn't how sweet of them yeah so like obviously you guys are gonna get uh, those results that you wanted it's a industry-based study and it's but, but it's just like it's that's so misleading to the normal, you know, person that's like, for, if, unless you're like hunting for certain information, you're just like, oh, that study looks credible. Yeah. And again, we've said this a million times, but all it takes is a little bit of doubt. Yeah. You put a little bit of confusion in there. And like I said, the tobacco companies used to do this. Um, and the the food companies now are the kings of this. Um, just any shred of doubt, any little study, any evidence they can put in there to confuse well, you. Well, I heard that tofu gives you boobs. Yeah, and, and then, and then you're like, spread. shoot, don't and eat that. People are just, you know, scraping for some justification, right, to continue doing what they want to do, um, whether it's you know cigarettes or milk or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but anyways. All right, They've been on. successful with that. Um, number two. Quick one. We're not even number two yet, but uh, oh. we're just talking about vitamins. But quickly, the D. The D. The D. Vitamin D. Um, some people think that vitamin D is, you know, it's obviously important, but the, they're only going to get it from their milk. No. But obviously, where do we get our vitamin D? <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. From the sun, right? Yeah, fairly... Five to 15 minutes of sun exposure to the arms, legs, hands, face um, can be enough to meet to the, the, bite it, the body's requirements for vitamin D. So if you you know are walking to your car in the sun a little bit, you're getting vitamin D. Um, but it's in other things too. Um, and what? dairy is not going to be your only sense of vitamin D. It's yeah. really weird that you can get something from the sun though. Yeah. There was this guy that tried to eat. Or tried to, he just would go outside. Live off the sun. And he'd be like, I'm so hungry. And then um, you'd just be like, it's so sunny. Don't touch me with your foot. Oh, sorry. Stop. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know this, but apparently, um, so f- few foods. I don't have a foot fetish. I'm sorry. F- yeah, I touched her with my foot and she freaked out. The opposite. 
Okay, go on. A few foods actually have vitamin D in it naturally, um, including dairy. It's in dairy naturally? No, it's not. Oh, really? No dairy product naturally contains vitamin D. Do animals have vitamin D? Because we'd be eating their vitamin D. You know, like if I eat a chicken and that chicken got some vit- has vitamin D in its body, I'm eating their vitamin D. Maybe. I don't know. I thought that's how that worked. But, I mean, it's it's in cereals and milk and grains and orange juice and soy and rice, but all of it's fortified. It's stuck in there. Okay. Um, get it from the sun. Um, if you put sunscreen on, you think it blocks the D? I don't think so. No? The D gets in through the screen? Moving on. <laughs> no, I, this I, is, this I thought like where you were going. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't this Lisa Beats Your Meat? This, well, not if I put this, sunscreen on. Is this, <laughs> <laughs> is this PG now? <laughs> okay, are you ready for number two? We should have saved this for the end. Dos. This is the most controversial. Dos. Uno, dos, tres. Yeah. Dairy and cancer. Oh. Um, Hold on. I need to get like a wah, wah, wah. Yeah, <laughs> have a cancer sound effect? No. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, it's terrible. Cancer? Yeah, all around, no one really likes it. Yeah, and it's something that has been, I mean, we're not, I'm 36, it's something, all, it's my whole entire life, this is like the worst thing. Yeah. It can happen to anybody at any time. It's terrifying. That's Some people live in fear of their the, whole lives. Yeah, that was definitely um, my like thought as like a child, like on cancer, I'd just be like, shit, where did you get that, man? You know, and like, it, it, we're going to put a lot of disclaimers out that people get cancer from a lot of different reasons. Um, but I guess what we're saying is that if you had a tiny chance of preventing it by eating a certain diet, you know, if that chance was like 1% of avoiding awful cancer, yeah. you should take it. I mean, yeah, the jury's out there on a lot of it. Um, essentially, as a nation, you know, we've declared war on cancer. Um, so many resources go towards it. We're trying to cure it. Um, but a lot of studies are showing ways to prevent it now. Yeah. Um, so obviously it becomes a sensitive issue because someone who has it. Yeah. You don't want to be you like, start you talking did this about to yourself. prevention. Yeah. But I mean, it, that's not what we or anyone else is going for. If I get in no. a car accident and you know, I'm, I'm paralyzed and or someone starts talking. Speeding. Yeah. Someone starts talking about seatbelts or five star ratings on crash tests. Like, right. That doesn't offend me. I mean, I, I did get in. I don't know. But it's just a sensitive subject. It is a sensitive subject. And, but you that's know, we, why we're using other people's information. So let's talk <laughs> through Dr. Barnard. So what these does he are, say? These, these are some studies about dairy and cancer. Um, so it is it is linked to cancer. Um, dairy product consumption has been linked especially to the increase of prostate cancer and breast cancer. Um, prostate definitely um, in men. Um, that's been compared to that correlation has been compared to cigarettes and lung cancer like male prostate cancer so that that's a tough one if you're a dude um and (laughs) you're fearful of that this there's a giant correlation and there's plenty of studies to back that up um does the so the danger of dairy product consumption relates to prostate and breast cancer is most likely related to increase in insulin like growth factor igf1 which is found in cow's milk Dr. Furman talks about IGF-1. IGF-1. So the consumption of milk and dairy products on a regular basis has been shown to increase your levels of IGF-1. So the most convincing association between this IGF-1 and cancer risk is seen in studies of prostate cancer. So case control studies in diverse populations have shown strong, consistent association between the IGF-1 concentrations and prostate cancer risks. So... A physician's health study that tracked 21,000 people for 28 years, researchers found an increased risk of prostate cancer for someone who consumed um, over 2.5 servings of dairy products a day compared to those who consumed less than half of serving. So we're not talking about drinking three cups of milk here. We're talking about, you know, the che- I mean, cheese, I think, is where we're getting most of our dairy, right? I don't know. Not I weird, don't know but- how people get dairy. I don't know anyone Those dairy that's intakers. drinking a glass of milk. So it's um, some cheese? But, you know what's funny? We joke about that. Like, as adults, nobody's wa- drinking milk, but we're making our kids do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, every day. They don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the... Uh, so, okay. this, so this said, 
I mean, and this is a long study, 28 year study, just that you have, a, it's, it's the prostate cancer thing. You have a, a much higher chance of prostate cancer if you're, if you're consuming dairy than if you're not. Um, this same study showed that prostate cancer risk was elevated with increased consumption of low fat milk, suggesting that too much dairy um, and calcium and not just the fat associated with dairy products could be a threat to prostate health. Um, so that was in the China study that was in, um, this study, just that men who get prostate cancer generally have a higher dairy intake, Okay, not just milk. Cool. Well, no, you know, (laughs) not cool. Interesting. Prostate cancer would, no, that's, it just seems awful, but it's something that men fear more than women. It's a more common cancer in men. Um, but there are, cause I don't have a prostate, right? I, we don't, I don't even know. No, you don't. You don't have to get like your prostate checked, right? Yeah. Guys do. Yeah. We talked about this with Coach Cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Too much detail. Well, anyways, if that's a concern, obviously um, something to look at or think about. Um, if Do you know that if um, prostate cancer, like your, if your dad had prostate cancer, are you at a higher risk of getting prostate cancer? I don't think so. Or is prostate cancer mostly um, like environmental? I think we've talked about that. Um, or was it? It might have been Furman that you know Talk you can about the DNA changes. Well, you have some level of um, genetic predispositions. Yes, but you can turn that gets turned on and off essentially oh, through by your diet. diet. Um, so <laughs> I just finished your sentences. <laughs> it just might, like, Hi, how are you? The, yep. the predispositions are there, but um, they're definitely on and off based on diet and environment exactly got it um all right breast cancer no so let's not talk about it this is some crazy stuff so in addition to the igf1 estrogen metabol metabolites you say that with the arrow yeah metabolites metabolites i find if you just say the word as you think it's pronounced that people just i go with it i've been doing that in my classroom no it works great with 17 year olds yeah. But I'd like to think we have a more captive audience. Yeah. So I'm not trying to pretend. Yeah. Like, like it's, we can't say the Treaty of Versailles. No. Well, and you like can a in the classroom. like raises their hand like, Miss O, I think it's Versailles. And you're like, shut up. Yeah. Like go in the hallway. Yeah. I have a college so you, degree. Yeah. Estrogen okay. metabolites are considered risk factors for cancers of the reproductive system. Um, including breast, ovaries, and prostate. So a estrogen metabolite is like a thing that we don't want? Yeah. Okay. Um, Because we have estrogen. What is an estrogen metabolite? Well, it's... Like a little molecule? Just a lot of estrogen, I think. Okay. (laughs) I mean, there's a certain amount that you have, but when you start drinking someone else's... You just start taking in too much estrogen. So these metabolites can... I, I think that we don't talk enough about how milk, like the hormones in milk, like milk substance is crazy hormonal. So you're going to ingest crazy hormonal substance in your body. Yeah, that's, you know, that, that's what we're getting at. Like here. people make fun of like pregnant ladies and people that are like breastfeeding because they're like, ugh, their hormones are just out of whack. Why would you want to drink that? Yeah. Why would you want to drink crazy? They, I was pregnant. I there was there was some crazy hormonal times. They put extra crazy in them. Yeah, that doesn't sound <laughs> smart to keep them going. Um, so apparently, um, so these metabolites can affect cellular proliferation, such as the cells grow rapidly, um, which leads to cancer growth. So it's going to speed up this cell reproduction. That right. is, that's what cancer is essentially. Yeah, just- Way too many cells. And um, so the consumption of milk and dairy products contributes to the majority, 60 to 70% of your estrogen intake. So in the human diet, mm-hmm. 60 to 70% of the estrogen that you're intaking is dairy if you are someone consuming dairy. Okay. Um, so you and me or another vegan or a we non-dairy have, person we has very low estrogen. 60 to 70% less than someone else. And for a man to eat estrogen, isn't that probably bad for you? Um. Yeah. And I mean, just think about it. I mean, this is not a scientific study, but statistically, vegans don't are get, way more manly. No, they don't get cancer at the levels of non-vegans. Yeah, but they also have sixty to seventy percent less of estrogen. And by cancer, I'm talking about the prostate and the yeah. breast. Um, in this instance, 
So, I mean, that would make sense. Right. That if you have 70% more hormones something in and you, estrogen pumped into you, then... That's going to not be good for you. Yeah. That so makes sense. Here's a study to back it up. Thank you. <laughs> 1,893 women from the Life After Cancer study who had been diagnosed with early stage invasive breast cancer, higher amounts of fat dairy product consumption were associated with higher mortality rates. So as little as 0.5 servings a day increased the risk significantly. Um, so these is, are people who had cancer and they're in the study and the people who had 0.5 servings were more likely to die or like cancer to come back? Yeah, increased the risk of the cancer. Okay. And then this is due to the fact that the estrogen hormones reside primarily in fat, making the concern most pronounced for consumption of high-fat dairy products. So it's, pro it's like if you are ingesting dairy after having cancer, it's easier for that cancer to grow again in a dairy body, you know, in someone yeah. who's eating dairy. I would, yeah, because you're, again, just pumping that estrogen back in. Right. Or continuing to pump it in even while you're fighting the cancer. Yeah. Um. But uh, the that's, ovarian that's is also one, too. And this one's kind of startling. Um, I don't have... Well, I do have the study. Um, but I thought you were going to say, I don't have ovaries. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you don't. Not sure if you know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is a little startling. But I don't have a lot of the details. But the study says, well, says the relation between dairy products and ovarian cancer may be caused by the breakdown of the milk, sugar, lactose into... Um, galactose, sugar, which may be toxic to ovarian cells. So that's just the assumption. But the study, this study was done in Sweden. Um, a consumption of lactose and dairy products was positively linked to ovarian cancer. Um, and then an Iowa study, um, Iowa Women's Health Study, if you want to look that up, found, and this is the startling part, found that women who consume more than one glass of milk per day had a 73% greater chance of developing ovarian cancer than women who drank less than one glass of milk a day. That seems dramatic. That's insanely dramatic. That you're 73% more likely to get ovarian cancer? Yeah. And if you have three glasses or more? I might go back and like see how many people Fact and how check long that. this was. Um, but that's <laughs> that's pretty intense. Yeah. But... I mean, again, if just speculating from the outside here is just a regular dude, um, if, if there's some studies showing prostate cancer, there's some studies linking breast cancer, some studies linking ovarian cancer, um, and some of these numbers are startling, then overall, I think that there is... You should just be like, eh, I don't actually want to do that anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's that hard to justify that consuming the hormone-packed, estrogen-packed milk of a 400 pound cow mm -hmm. is good for you like no. it's i don't know how you can justify that um no. yes it tastes good um but there are other alternatives that taste just as good if not better in my opinion um so yeah like you said earlier even if there's a one percent chance for me yeah. i'd need more than a one percent but i mean even it, if all the this fact is that baloney, this is happening yeah well it's funny because um the doctors that show they were having like a fight over what the health. Oh yeah. And um, the I forget like Doctor Garth I think was his name. I don't know. I don't know any of them. Um, but he was on there, and this lady was like fighting with him, and she was like, "You know, you skewed the numbers, so it made it seems really dramatic, and you're scaring people." And she like went through it, and she like took one of the studies and she was like, that's actually not like a 20%. It's actually more like a 5% greater risk of getting this cancer. So you're scaring people when you shouldn't be scaring them. And he was like, they should be scared. And like in my head, I'm like, if it's a 20% or if it's a 5%, I don't want to increase my chances for getting cancer at all. Yeah. There's women who cut their breasts off. Yeah. They don't have cancer. Yeah. Because they're so fearful of getting it. Yeah. And that's, that's awful. That's Instead an of awful fear for people to have. I know. Do you? Um, do they get fake boobs on top of that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like they went like a clean slate, and then they're like, "All right, double <laughs> D's." You're like, oh, "This is not a bad idea." Yeah. No, <laughs> I could just pump a little bit more in there. <laughs> yeah, but that's crazy, and no one should have to live like that. And no. I don't know. These studies are convincing, and if you, I mean, and they're backed. They're like way scientifically backed. Yeah. 
from different cultures and different times and different types of dairy. Yeah. Um, but overall, at the end of the day, is it that bizarre to say that drinking another animal's milk for your whole life might not be that good for you? Yeah. Like, is that, do I need once to be a doctor? Get it, yeah. To, once you get it, you're woke, man. <laughs> I've been woke like, to milk. No more. It's weird, but yeah. The kids say that to me like, you're so weird. You mm-hmm. don't drink milk yeah. you don't eat like, cheese and i'm like suck off that I'm cow's like, think tit. about how weird it is yeah that we drink milk yeah. of another animal beyond infancy even yep. i don't know whatever speaking of that Cuckoo. number three lactose Dice. intolerance this also blows my mind and this is startling and this is not based on studies this is just like facts this is just information that's out there okay give me it 95% of Asian Americans are lactose intolerant. Damn, son. 74% of Native Americans are lactose intolerant. 70% of African Americans are lactose intolerant. 53% of Mexican Americans and 15% of Caucasians. 15%? Yeah. Because we've just been trying real hard yeah, for all centuries. Yeah, all says to me is, yeah, we're just, we're we're trying to overcome yeah. this, our body saying, get this shit out of here. Yeah. And some cultures- Do you think you're lactose intolerant? I think every single person is. Yeah. The only thing that's not lactose intolerant, I think, is a baby cat, cow. Yeah. Calf, they're called calves, right? Yeah, little baby calf. <laughs> um, but I just think, yeah, maybe genetically, or not genetically, uh, evolutionary evolutionary so yeah because we um like we can if i change my dna with habits then i pass that dna on to my offspring so like if i um i don't know yet like if i ate cheese constantly during my pregnant or during my life and then i change some stuff to make myself accustomed to that um that dairy then my baby will be accustomed to that dairy that makes sense because um, everything I say makes sense. So I, so yeah, sim- <laughs> symptoms of lactose intolerance are um, diarrhea, ooh, flatulence, um, and diarrhea. Dun, 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 diarrhea. It's been a long time. Um, apparently, if you're lactose intolerant, you don't have the enzyme lactase to right. digest the milk sugar lactose. Um, and then when it's digested, the breakdown um, product produces or products of lactose are two simple sugars glucose and galactose is that how you say it yeah the nursing children Mm. have the acts of enzymes to break down galactose but as we age many of us lose that because that's naturally how we were right like bob right now is producing some lactose yeah because that's or lactase that's that's natural yeah um so anyways most I mean, people are lactose intolerant. Yeah, and again, think about like the 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 school system. I mean, I think that came up in what the health also, or maybe that was forks over knives. Um, an African American doctor saying this is like institutionalized racism, which like, was a broad, it was a pretty broad statement. But um, when you don't have a choice in the foods you're eating, and that food is constantly going to make you sick, that's really not cool. And that's that's yeah. Your your public system is just saying, eat this. Yeah. This when is you good for you, but we know that half of you are intolerant of it. Right. Taking the choice away from them is just really sad. I don't like that. Just water. Just a bottle of water. No, can't do it. <laughs> a cup of water. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's number three. Okay. What? Number four. Contaminants. So this, this is going to go back to the hormones and stuff. Contaminants. So milk contains hormones and growth factors produced within a cow's body. Yeah. So synthetic hormones such as... Um, I thought they're not allowed to put hormones in dairy anymore. But it's, it's milk from Well, a I know, I, but they're the added <laughs> hormones. Oh, okay. Are they? I have no idea. I didn't know they did put it in there. They used to. I mean, it naturally has it, obviously. Right. Um, and then... Those cows are so hormonal. But... S- Synthetic hormones such as uh, the bovine thing. Yeah. Um, growth hormones are commonly used in cows to increase their production of milk. So they're using like their cow's own hormones to like produce. They're putting extra hormones right. in the couch. The cows to, pr- to produce more milk. Yeah. Um, and then Have once- you ever seen a cow that's like 
just engorged. It's so sad. Yeah, they, they can't it's, even like move. Right I can't well. even it's like, talk it's like the about turkeys it. that can't move. I really like cows, and it's really sad. It's terrible. Cows are smart. They're my favorite. Um. So so, normal humans once introduced into the human body, these hormones affect how your normal hormones function Mm because you're consuming so much of it. So when treating cows for conditions such as, uh, was it mastitis? Yeah. Is that the like, when you get like a clog in the pipes? Basically. Um, The boob pipes. Um, Inflammation, mammary glands. um, They use antibiotics. Um, And traces of these antibiotics have been found in samples of milk and dairy products. So I think we've talked about this before. 80% of the... The antibiotics. antibiotics produced in this country go to um, animals. our animals that we eat right. or the, the milk that we drink. And they're is, not giving, it's not like they go up and down the aisles and they're like, oh my God, I think this cow has mastitis. <laughs> yeah, well, Let me this give one. it some antibiotics to help cure it. It's like all of the cows get a certain dose of antibiotics just in preparation for problems. Yeah. So the, this is the mastitis is very common. Um, and that's due to dairy product practices, which have cows producing more milk than nature intended. So right. their pipes, their milk pipes. It's so painful, too. And they're just constantly pumping milk. And yeah, they get these. It's lit- like not to go on like a compassion little, you know, thing now. You're a vegan. You can be compassionate yeah. to animals. But like I'm a mom and I love cows. I know whatever. But to know that a mom. A- Mom cow has a baby and then that baby is ripped away from her. Like I love my child like crazy amounts. And if and I think that cows are intelligent enough to love and care for their their young. Um, But say, you know, say it is just a dumb animal, which I don't think is true. But just on a maternal like instinctual level, that mom cow has feelings to take care of that calf and that calf is ripped from them and then their milk that was meant for that calf is being taken for some for humans to eat like that's like a double whammy of just the most horrible thing like like that mom cow doesn't get to to rear her child and it's just like they they hurt and they feel sadness that like they don't get to hang out with their little baby. You're and like, starting to break down. A little no, bit but like, cry a little. oh no. <laughs> but if, if that cow loves their baby, like an ounce of how much I care about my kid, then that's like a fucking crime to take it away from it. Yeah. You know? and, it's, and it's, and cows do, it's way more than an ounce. Like cows, they do care. Right. They have that care. They have that compassion. If you have a dog, think about it with its puppies. Um, so you could argue that a cow is even more intelligent than a dog, or they're they're all but just if it's not intelligent smart or, or not. not. It's it's the like you said the maternal instinct, right? It's something. It's your offspring, and it's your job to to love and raise and take care of it. Yeah, and they're gonna rip it away so someone can have some fucking Dairy Queen. Yeah, <laughs> blizzards are pretty yeah. good. No, and then that da- <laughs> and then on top of that, that Dairy Queen blizzard gives you cancer or heart disease, like. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You, you always get fired up about the dairy stuff. Just love cows. Yeah, I feel you. Um, so, yeah. the uh, Number four. Number four. That's what we were just doing, the contaminants. Uh, the other part, though, is the uh, pesticides, PCBs, and dioxins, and other examples. Um, these things are actually found in milk. Because they eat them. Yeah, so dairy products contribute to one-fourth to one-half of the intake of total dioxins. Dioxins are, that's what causes cancer? Uh, arguably. They've been linked to cancer a lot. Um, They're like toxins, but they make you die. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> um, but dioxins. When they test milk and other dairy samples, they're finding these things in there. In it. So they're saying if you get take this out of your diet, you're reducing your yeah. amount of... Um, PCBs and dioxins. Um, Which are just bad things. Yeah. They're just chemicals, man. This one, also very controversial. Um, what? Number five? Cinco? Yeah. Cinco de Mayo. What? Diabetes. Oh. Um, so type two is the one that 
you, you develop. Develop and one you get in childhood, right? Yeah. So it's I, I think it's often the thought that type one is, oh, you're just born with it. Right. You have you say otherwise? I'm here to tell you otherwise. <laughs> I'm <not laughs> saying that I mean they're, they're, it it's not all right, all right, all right. Insulin dependent. Type one or childhood onset diabetes is linked to the consumption of dairy products in, in infancy. According to some studies. In infancy. So if you're an infant and you're drinking milk, you could develop type 1 diabetes. 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 Not, who's that guy that like sold popcorn? And- uh, Wilford Brimley? Yeah. He's the oatmeal guy. The oat popcorn. Popcorn. Whatever. <laughs> like, who's that guy that sold like chicken? <laughs> they thought he was like <laughs> Colonel Sanders. <laughs> diabetes. Um, there was a study done in Finland in 2001. Um, with 3,000 infants, infants with genetically increased risk for developing diabetes showed that early introduction of cow's milk increased the susceptibility to type 1 diabetes. In addition, the American Academy of Pediatrics observed up to 30% reduction in the incidence of type 1 diabetes in infants who avoid exposure to cow's milk protein There's a 30%. for at least the first three months of their lives. I, You know what I like? That's startling. You know what I like, though, is when I try to say something and sometimes you'll be like, oh, what? What was that? And then other times you like get louder. You're like, just plow through you're it. like, she's going to in interrupt me again like you just like move through the sentence and you're then you like look at me with like these eyes and you're like now you can talk i like to get it out there yeah. and then and then we'll attack it it was a good point so you're saying 30 percent of infants or there uh they had a 30 percent greater chance of getting diabetes so that seems dramatic no a 30 percent reduction oh in type 1 diabetes okay so you take a bunch of kids the american pediatrics observed that 30% of them um, are going to reduce their type 1 diabetes or not get it if they don't expose these kids to cow's milk in the first three months of their lives. So is that a coincidence? But you're not the first... Okay, you're not supposed to give a child under the age of one cow's milk. No, it's... Oh, well, it would be like in formula. formula. yeah. Okay. So some kids get it like out of the gates. I get it. Um, And then also... I don't know. I guess this will come up. There's soy formula in the last section, but yeah, there is those. That's it's funny. Like kids get sick and have some kind of issue, and then that's what soy formula is for. Yeah. Like here, take this shit. Right. <laughs> if, it, if it fucks you up and makes you colicky and cry and shitty and have diarrhea, yeah, then you can have this stuff. Yeah. But why don't we just give you this stuff to begin with? Yeah. Colicky which, babies would be the worst. That's what our baby has. Well, there's a lot of them. Well, actually, that. We'll go right to number six. Um, and it's the last one. We have a baby. He's pretty cool. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, He's really seis. cool. He's a good baby. He's a good baby. Um, Let's talk about him. He's so cute. He is cute. And he's a vegan baby. He is a vegan baby. He's sucking milk off of vegan mama too. So Edit. He's not. Oh, sorry. Jesus. <laughs> no. That's true. Well, he was. Anywho. Uh, so... Um, milk proteins, milk sugar, fat, saturated fat, and dairy products pose health risks for children and encourage the development of diabetes, obesity, and heart disease. Um, so low fat milk is often recommended for decreasing obesity, but a study show or published by the archives of disease and childhood showed that children who drank 1% or skim milk compared to those who drank full fat milk. We're not any less likely to be obese. So the full fat milk and the skim milk didn't have effect on obesity. It's all just milk. But skim milk, uh, when they take the fat out of the milk, like the low fat milks, those Mm -hmm. are like bad for you, right? Yeah, I don't. That's all I ever drank. Was the low fat stuff. Was the low fat milks because you'd think, oh, it's low fat. It's better for you. No. No. There's just no difference in uh, obesity or weight gain or weight loss. Um, I, I believe that it's in adults, but I'm going to stick to the studies. Okay. This study showed that in kids, it didn't make any difference. Um, so the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that, obviously, if you're below the age of one, you don't drink whole cow's milk. I remember when uh, James turned one, doctor was like, okay. Cow's milk. No more formula, just regular food, and then just give him whole milk. 
You did. Did you do that? Uh, a little bit. He didn't really like it that much. Yeah. Um, but n- once they're over one, they're just eating food anyway. So yeah, I don't know. Um, is Bob's it going to be the best eater when he's one? I hope so. He like already is though. Like I'll let him try a lot of the foods that we have. Nothing too salty for anyone who's, you know, persnickety out there. <laughs> persnickety. Um, but um, he doesn't ever like say no to anything. Yeah. He's a good eater. He's got to keep man. it up. I mean, I don't know. James is like that too, but. Hey, he He's bad about eating. Um, James is. But I think that we don't give him enough options now because I think that like he ate a Brussels sprout the other day. Yeah. And he didn't hate it. No. And he didn't cry. I think he was just going <laughs> through like a phase. For a while, he didn't like green things. No. Which is yeah. weird because they're the best for you. Um, oh, the colic thing. Um, apparently. <laughs> that was me coughing. Colic's supposed to be like horrifying. Yeah. I've never experienced like a colicky it. baby. They just cry and they're inconsolable. I yeah, would that's, lose my That's one shit. thing about our baby is that he's super consolable, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, he's he's hungry or he's tired. Those are his two cries, and they're both solved within, like, two minutes. We figured it out. Yeah, you stick a bottle in front of that kid. Yeah, he's fine. He's done-ski. It's awesome. Um, but apparently 28% of infants... Suffer from colic during the first month of their life. 28? Yeah, so that's over a quarter. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's um, awful. Pediatricians long ago learned that cow's milk was often the reason. Yeah. That's why uh, there's a soy version of every formula. Um, we know that breastfeeding mothers can have colicky babies if the mothers consume cow's milk. Yeah. The cow's antibodies can pass through the mother's bloodstream into the breast milk and into the baby. Um, so studies of, you know, obviously what you eat, the baby eats. Right. Um, but when you come across these colicky babies, it's. They can't. They're console. either they're either getting formula with um, casein cow's and milk, cow's yeah. milk or their mothers are consuming lots of. Dairy. Dairy. And gosh, that'd be enough. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that just would Does suck. that mean you won't have a colicky baby as a vegan? Well, maybe. I don't think we have a hundred percent success rate with the study <laughs> that we've done in our household um, with one baby. I wouldn't know if colicky babies, if you can be colic from like something else besides just a dairy intolerance. I'm, I'm sure. sure. Cause you're colicky from birth. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, you're, you might've grown. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's pretty bold to say that we're not saying that if you, you know, colicky babies are cause because you drink milk. No, it's just but a if, cause of it. Yeah. If you have a colicky baby, a doctor's probably going to recommend, trying a soy formula a dairy-free formula so again so just try the dairy-free to begin with yeah um so we actually just go vegan that's what dabbling in some soy formula yeah is that okay to say yeah i love how that's what you're like is can i say that but the (laughs) sucking off your mother's tit comment you were like totally cool with didn't say tit i'm pretty sure you said tit you just said tit i didn't say tit go forth oh that was it that was it that was that was number six Okay, well, that wasn't too controversial. No, we, <laughs> we just did. said, like, you're going to have a colicky baby that has diabetes and cancer <laughs> if you eat a. S- you have a blizzard. <laughs> well, that's not what we're trying to say because we get it that behavior and diet are one and the same, and it's really hard to change your diet and your behavior. And I don't know, there might be some studies out there that say totally contradict everything we just said but we believe the studies from the reputable doctors and um i don't know no, i don't hard. feel they like, have an agenda besides it's weird like i i printed I, out this article oh, i'll stop sorry go ahead, go ahead i don't even know what i was gonna say I was, I was supporting what you were saying okay but i printed out this article and it was four pages long and then and it was three pages long and then there's four pages of References. Yeah. There's more like references than the actual article. Um, studies from all over the world, from all different types of cultures, all different amounts of people. Um, it's just tremendously sourced and backed up. Yeah. But when you read studies that oppose what we're saying. It's supported by the Dannon Corporation. Yeah. Or nothing. Like there's like nothing. It's just they're just saying stuff. Yeah. Um, but this does have a nice conclusion. I wouldn't mind okay. reading. Reading it. Can uh, you just like. Paraphrase, paraphrase it. Yeah, I can paraphrase it. It's only like a couple sentences. Um, it's what we've said. Milk and dairy products are not necessary. 
Um, they can be harmful. It's best to consume a healthful diet of grains, fruits, vegetables, legumes, fortified foods, including cereals and juices. Groms. Um, it's G-bombs. G-bombs. Dr. Furman talks about it. it's um, grains, grom- wait, groms, G-bombs. B is for berry, O is for onions, M is for mushrooms, B is for... <laughs> Broccoli? I don't know. Yeah, like I think G is for green greens, and S is for seeds. So it's greens, onions, mushrooms, seeds, berries, and I probably forgot one. Man, he makes it easy. Those are the foods that you should be eating every day. Exactly. And you need... Calcium, potassium, riboflavin, vitamin D, all these different vitamins that you need, you're going to be able to get them without consuming dairy. And again, we repeat this a lot. I think uh, this just came up in the Tofu Louie episode. Like, I think most people, once they're like vegan, vegan, think back to the struggles of giving up dairy and say, dairy is probably the worst thing. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Like if someone put a gun to my head and said eat this piece of chicken or drink this glass of milk i would definitely eat the chicken yeah i think health wise even like compassion wise i don't know that's that's a different can of worms but um environmentally all the all those things that we talk about but health more than anything is going to be affected by dairy for sure and it's it's being found out more and more and more i think in 20 years it's going to be a lot less of a controversial there's, topic there's the new tobacco yeah and <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> um but this could come across as bad news but it's good news this is exciting news oh, okay that, you know this is this is something Leave that you should with an be upbeat notion like here you have some control over the diseases that come into your life and you should take control of it even if you are a little bit doubtful like I don't know. I would I would take this information. I would use it. If you love your family, change their diet. Yeah, and if you think it's bullshit, then research it. I mean, just there's just the the possibility that this stuff could be causing you long-term health conditions. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe what you're seeing or what we're saying or what anyone else is saying, it's at least worth looking into, right? Yeah. And I think if you look into it, you're going to see that there's nothing that's that's solidly dissenting these opinions right. of do you ours. know what um like i can like hear the argument because i always like talk about this with like my students and i can hear their argument being like um my grandma is 90 and she has a glass of milk every day a warm one before bed yeah like one one grandma out there that has milk and doesn't have disease that'd be like so you're wrong and my grandma's right like, that's, that's true. the argument my grandpa lived to 69 and he, and he never wore a seatbelt. And he smoked a pack a day and he's still alive. Yeah. So, yeah, people do live their whole lives drinking milk. They could. But don't put yourself at risk for it. So that was six reasons why you shouldn't eat dairy. Any last closing thoughts? Um, it's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. <clears throat> Apparently there's some <laughs> vegan eggnogs out there. And I want to get down with some of that. Um, I've had it. Silk's the best. Yeah. Um, what do you put in that? Brandy? Brandy? I, we used to put vodka. Ew. Sorry. I think. <laughs> One time I made eggnog in college. and With it's, eggs. It's literally raw eggs. It's yeah. not even cooked. And like just a shit you ton of sugar. eggnog in college? Yeah. It was raw eggs and sugar. That there was pretty was much it. There was no time of my college career where if I had a spare dollar, it was going to be spent on eggs to make eggnog. <laughs> like the fact that like you, like when I was in college, you I was just like barely living. Yeah, I was. You were too. like you were like I would like some homemade eggnog eggs tonight. Are, eggs aren't cheap or expensive. No, but just like that's like a luxury. Oh, I also made beer floats once, and I used Miller Lite and like metropolitan ice cream neapolitan yeah. <laughs> metropolitan <laughs> ice cream oh, we're it was done. gross yeah um but Weird. i mean we didn't really talk about it but i think we have in other episodes there are alternatives for cheese oh the right. fake ones are getting so much better actually we're, we're gonna have a cheese expert on soon yeah. aren't we a vegan cheese expert um so if, if you're a cook which i'm not 
there's a lot of books you can dabble in mm-hmm. with great alternatives. I've tried tons that Lisa has made that are amazing from nacho cheese to, you know, slices of cheese to... I've never made sliced cheese. You haven't? No. Oh, well, maybe bought. <laughs> I bought some real nice vegan cheese. Um, there's a lot of good fake cheeses. Yeah. And, and then pizza. Again, there's good fake cheese pizza, but there's also pizzas that don't have cheese on them that you wouldn't know don't. And I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. No, I don't miss it either. But I do so, like cheese. A grilled cheese sandwich, a vegan grilled cheese sandwich is freaking amazing. Yeah. A bowl of shitty boxed vegan macaroni and cheese is still amazing. Right. And we're just, we're not um, withholding ourselves. So it's out there. Okay. So that was dairy. That was good. Dairy 2.0. Um, please subscribe. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. Because that's fun. Um, one of my students really wants me to call our followers beaters. Beaters? Are you a beater out yeah. there? Yeah. Are you a beater? Well, you're the beaters. They'd be like BDs. BDs? No, I don't think anybody takes it that serious. So beaters. <laughs> um, remember to subscribe. Rate us. Tell us if we're bad or good. Um, leave a little comment. We got another another bad rating. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we have two bad ratings on iTunes. Die. Okay. Um, but, yeah, subscribe, and thanks for listening, and we will be... Um, next up is Dr. Furman. So. Yeah, so you'll probably hear this a couple excited. days before that, um, but tune in Wednesday um, of this week. It'll be live on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and then it'll... It'll hit your phones on Thursday morning for subscribe. So make sure you subscribe so you just get that little update that says, hey, there's a new episode out there. Because we know we're not always dropping these on the same day. Right. Okay, well, thanks for listening, and we will be back soon. Adios. Adios.